0: Season two? I wasn't even ready yet. So so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? I too LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to repeat, but they are going to play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. You don't get much hot take in that. I too Take that! Take that! Take that! My Brooklyn's down, baby. No, Brooklyn's down. Oh. My, my Good. Welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast I am your host, the one and only talent, Thomas Taylor Yeah, we getting ready to take that You know what this is You know what this is This is a very special Not only is this a live edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast It's the first podcast of the year But now we're like, oh, wait, 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 there's more Yep. As we talking, you know how I like to keep it. I got the game going on in the back. So right now, we're, getting, we're seeing the Oakland Raiders take on the Houston Texans. And we're going to get to my prediction later. But just know that so far, my prediction has been right. So this week, we're going to get into the Week 17 results. We're going to talk about the playoffs that are coming up. And yes, the, we're going about basically the NFL Wild Clutch this is going to unveil itself today. Or was it a robbery in the making? And you know what? It's only because it's a little bit personal to my heart. We're going to talk a little bit about some fantasy football. Just the winners, the champs, the people that took the crown, that took the cachet, that took away the money. And oh no, let's not forget about the losers. We're going to poke a little bit in front of them too. We know what I say, regardless of that time, regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking. Back at it like a sports fanatic. <sighs> yeah, you already know. It's January 6th. What's looking like about 72 degrees here in South Florida. It's gloomy. It's rainy. But it's a nice breeze. You know, you know the sun ain't shining. But the weather is sweet. And it still makes me want to move my dancing feet. So week 17 is done. The playoff picture is, is finalized. And... <sighs> Like I said, the players is on now, but like, we have to talk about what it took to get here. We're talking about Baltimore blowing a game in Cincinnati, a game that they actually needed to win if they were going to still be considered contenders. I guess the Cincinnati team that basically had nothing. When I say they, were, they had nothing, they, they have been basically dead to rights this season. Baltimore falls 10-27. to 27. Kansas City does a very good thing for me. And, and, and they do what Kansas City was supposed to do. Right. They went into San Diego, a team that struggles, a team that with, with, with a guy that is considered to possibly be a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Phillip Rivers. They go in there, and Andy Reid does what Andy Reid does in a normal fashion, and, and, and they all coach them. And that defense in Kansas City does what that defense in Kansas City does. And they lock them boys down. And he say It was locked. That's 27 points. That's a lot of points. But you also managed to put up 37. You know why? Because San Diego sucks. And this is why, and this is the reason why Kansas City is now controlling their own destiny. Now the game. The game, the game, the game. That really that really stood out to me. At least the first game. It's, it's this is Oakland Denver game. Where Oakland gets demolished. Six to twenty four. I mean, and we're talking about, like, like, completely dirty, but, and, and, and what it did is that it, it also helped solidify my pick for this weekend, because without Derek Carr there, we're looking at a team that just is not the same. And it's weird, yeah. Like, this is the same Derek Carr that got passed up for so many rounds. This is the same Derek Carr that was scrutinized because of his brother. This is the Derek Carter. Now you're gonna have to pay this man because you're realizing that he is just worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but even more than that, even more than that. They're, <laughs> they're there There was an action that took place i don 't quite know how to describe this action, but <laughs> once again, once again, once again, we see a wide receiver, a popular ish wide receiver once again. I don't know if we want to say that he got showed up. But I guess the right words to say is definitely that he got showed up. I know you guys are wondering, who is he talking about? Who is he mentioning? Who am I whispering about? Listen, we we all know him for... Something a lot more, I guess you want to call it infamous. We know this guy, and not because he's a good receiver, but because he's he's, he's one of the more known receivers. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted. Like, this guy was highly, 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 highly scouted. Coming out of college. He was drafted high. Coming out of college. And yet, he has no Super Bowl rings. But, that's not to say that he hasn't come close to winning a Super Bowl. I don't even know if I want to even go into this guy yet. But, you know, you, you kind of have to. Especially if you're going to talk about what's going on with Oakland. Because Oakland in itself right now has to be feeling the ultimate weight. Like, you know what? I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Like I said, it's a receiver. Hey, he's not a good receiver, but he's... He's definitely... One of the receivers that eh, 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 eh. we know what I'm saying. He's not great, he's not good, he's not mediocre. He's just one of them guys. <clears throat> and he's one of them guys that we're gonna talk about later. Because you know, because we're gonna move on today. We're gonna move on today, because we gotta peek into this game real quick. As it is, Oakland seven, Houston 20, minute and 15 left in a second. And and it's not looking good for Oakland. This Oakland just doesn't have it yet. And Listen, this part to me that I wish they did. Cause they, they had a run. They, they they looked like they they were gonna do something this season. And unfortunately for them It just didn't pan out the way that it wanted to the, almost as if as if their playoff or championship Run was ripped away from them. When you me with a receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you' going get. And that's what happened. Cause not only is their quarterback out, <laughs> did you see what what what, what Talib quali not Talib quali but <laughs> Talib did to Crabtree? Where he went up to him and he just completely snatched his cha- like broke his chain. Like I don't know where you guys are from. Like or, or like from from but I'm from Brooklyn, right? I am from I'm from eighties Brooklyn. Like right? where pff, I was being shot at, at like eight. Like there's nothing to brag about, I'm just saying. Somebody comes up to you and they just break your chain, like knowingly, go up to you, scratch your chain and just pff, don't even attempt to, to 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 snatch it off of you. Just bam, I'm breaking your rope. That's grounds for an ass whooping. That's grounds for a fight. This is the second time in Rob in, in 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 Crabtree's career now that he's being tried. First time by Richard Sherman. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you gon' get. And now, by Talib. And their team is suffering because... When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you gonna get. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, you know, that's the result you gon' get. So, moving on. You know, Crabtree gets disrespected again. See, um, Seattle barely takes a win over San Francisco. As Seattle's defense just isn't looking the same ever since Earl Thomas has gotten down with that injury. And it's going to be interesting to see how they hold up in the playoffs because they're going to have to run the gauntlet. Like, they didn't even get the first round by. You know, that 10-5-1 record wasn't good enough for them. Arizona beats LA 44-6. New Orleans loses to Atlanta 32-38. Which helped Atlanta to solidify their spot as a number two seed. Over the Giants, yes. Over the Giants as well. Who had, who had the same record. Well, you know how that works. They weren't better than Dallas in their division, so he can't get that number one spot. You gotta recognize the New York Giants beaten Washington nineteen to ten, and basically the Giants now control their destiny. And them controlling their destiny from the position that they're in has the whole entire NFL on notice and has the nFL skin because the last two times of the Giants have been in a position where they had you know, that's, I, a offense that could be dynamic at times, but mainly when they had a defense the way they have now with 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 Eli apple and 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 and, and the guy and snacks it was the snacks that they picked up from the jets, you know coming off the line. With with the combination of a safety that can cover you know, with a corner that can cover, a safety that can also cover, a uh, lineman <laughs> that can that can get to the can get to the quarterback out and or rush the quarterback. Well just supply pressure. Along with a long, two-time championship Eli Manning they have the whole they have the whole entire league on notice. because They're looking at him and they're saying to themselves Oh man, oh man, oh man Not again. Because we all know, last two times that this happened, they won a championship. And who did they beat? They beat a team like New England. A team that looks very similar to the New England team they have now. Remember when that New England team that didn't lose the game? Only had that one loss come to the season? Well, this New England team only has two. One of them came under Jimmy Garoppolo, and the other one came under under Tiny Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, we had to mention Tom Brady in here. Yeah, so playing the Giants right now is as scary as about any position could possibly look. But we're not going to get into that right now. We ain't going to go into the... Danger zone. That's, a little, that's for a little bit later. Green Bay beats Detroit. 31-24. That helps Green Bay get the number four spot. Pushes Detroit down to the number 6 spot with a 9-7 record. But more than anything, you guys remember when that boy Aaron Rodgers came on national television and said, listen, there's only one way for her to make the playoffs right now. And I imagine he said it in one of those old-time gangster Italian voices, so bear with me. That there's only one way make the to make the playoffs right now, and that's who he runs the table. You get me? And no doubt, No doubt, that man just wasn't talking nonsense, no, that man was, he was roaring, because they won six straight, and now Green Bay controls their destiny, number four spot, ten and six, going into the playoffs, we're going to get back into the week 17 and more when we come back from this commercial, short, short commercial break. It's the most wonderful time of, it's that time of year again. Staples, over seven thousand supplies and guaranteed low prices. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Staples, that was easy. That was easy, wasn't it, Prof? So, thank you for, for, for returning. I am still your host, Talent Tony Taylor. You're still listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast, and if you're listening, then. I'm gonna thank you. I'ma thank you for listening to this live. Because that means you chose to listen to me over the AFC wildcard game between Oakland and Houston, where Oakland is spanking that but 20 to 7. Is it still 20 to 7? It may be 20 to 7. I don't know is the last time I looked. As that game decides to go into halftime, we gonna focus on a little bit more. And we gonna, get the, we gonna get the second half of week 17 on to you Cause we don't want to spend too much time here Unless we absolutely have to So let's mellow down Let's bring this down a little bit And finish up week 17 It's gonna be a piece of, you know Cake Cake Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, know, you guys should know me by now Listen, don't worry Folks, if you're listening, we're coming back to SoundCloud, which means that we're very soon coming back to TuneIn Radio. All right? Um, th- we, we're going to we have to adjust some things for, for some time later. We, we're going to have to see how things go. January is going to be a very hectic month for us. But I hope you keep pace with us as we do a special Saturday edition as the AFC Wild Card game goes on between Houston and Oakland. 20 to 7, folks. All right. So then we have New England at that. Went into Miami. And they beat the brakes off of Miami. 35 to 14. We're, and... Miami is another team that is kind of like Oakland to me, in this sense, is that that loss didn't change anything for Miami. What it did for New England is that it guaranteed that New England was going to have the best record for the season, um, the best record going into the season. They weren't going to tie with Dallas at 13-3, and who lost their last game of the season. Yeah, spoiler alert. Oh no, actually... Dude, let's make that some breaking news. Yes, Dallas lost to Philly 13 to 27. Resting place So yeah, so back to New England, Miami. What happens here is that New England continue New England is deemed the best team in the league this season. 14-2, best record. Right, not tied to anything else. One hundred percent, unequivocally best record. They did it with their, they did it with their franchise quarterback missing four games and they still went three and one. Right? Who's only getting paid? Remember, A million dollars this year. First salary for some reason, so he doesn't have to lose real money. But what's going on with Miami? The same thing's going on in Oakland. Their quarterback is out. And let me back up. It's also the same thing that's going on with Detroit, but not, but not to the same extent. Right? And hold on. Oh, sorry. Did I did I mess that up? Hold on. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. We 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 gonna fix this. I want two I want two Uh. Green Bay beat Detroit 31 to 24. Yeah. I hit you with the flashback. Okay. So in all seriousness, right back to this great um Detroit game. But also the other thing that happened here with Detroit is that you realize that. That finger of, or that hand of Matthew Stafford isn't completely healed. And he's, he, listen, you're about a touchdown away. Like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and, and cause and make it room for panic. We're talking about a touchdown away in a game that meant you being flip-flopped from the 4C to the 6C. So, which means basically this was a playoff game for them. In a the regular season, we've seen Matthew Stafford make these comebacks. We've seen Matthew Stafford make his comeback his whole career. He's one of the most cu- coming back quarterbacks since we've seen in the NFL. But I, I'm, 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 a, and I'm and I'm going to go here for for some people that, that may not understand this this, this logic of thinking. because I'm also I also apply this to Camilla Anthony, one of my favorite players, you know, in the league. And when they talk about clutch shooters and clutch shots, right? LeBron James isn't isn't in a position to take a lot of clutch shots because he's usually blowing out teams. Stephen Curry isn't normally in a position to take a lot of clutch shots because he is normally blowing out teams. Camilla Anthony has been put in a lot of positions to take a lot of clutch shots because he, always, he is always playing close games with teams that he should not be playing close games with. And hence, he has to make a clutch shot. Same thing with Kobe. Right? Matthew Stafford always has to make comeback winning plays because his team is always sucking to a point where he has to come back. The reason why he, he has one of the, some of the best comeback numbers is because his team can't hold the fucking lead. But this time around, for some odd reason, they can't do it at their home, in the dome, in a game that matters that basically has playoff implications. It feels like a playoff game and they can't do it against a division rival. Yeah, there's something there's something kind of off there. So yeah, I'm looking at his only a touchdown, but this is like a playoff game. So now when you go and you play Seattle, I'm not going I don't know what's going to go on there. We're going to talk about that later too. So, yeah, we have now Denver, Detroit, and Miami, all three of them in the playoffs, and all three of them having quarterback issues. Jacksonville loses to Indy, and we we told you last week that some of these games weren't going to matter for nothing in the world, and no doubt, like, they didn't matter for nothing in the world. And, and you know, oh yeah, but last week's podcast, yeah, that was was, was a hard one to hear. We're trying out something new, and, uh, you know what they say, sometimes when you try something new, you get something blue, and that's what you guys got. So, Carolina loses to Tampa Bay by one point. But unfortunately for Tampa Bay, they're too far out of playoffs to make that make a difference. Sixteen to seventeen, Tampa Bay. Minnesota beats Chicago ten to thirty-eight. Minnesota's not in the playoffs. Not much to see there. Bills lose to the Jets ten to thirty. And while there isn't much to see there. This was one of those games where you looked at it and you kind of wondered if these guys have played professional ball before at some point of time in their life. Because things were just absolutely 100% off. And I bring it up really just to say that there was a play where one of the Buffalo players did not... Realized that he was gonna need to field a kickoff return. You know, what, like what, what a punt return, you can let the ball fall, you can let it go flat, you can let it, you can let the ball die dead. And once the opposing team touches it, that ball is just dead on that spot. Well, oh, the kickoff is completely different. You have to at least touch the ball and take the knee. And he completely forgot to take the knee or touch the ball in the end zone. The Jets, player come, the Jets players come down. He grabbed the ball. Bada-bing, bada-boom. little guy in the room? How you doing? Touchdowns. Six easy points. And that's how we get to 10 to 30. If the Jets win a game at the end of the season to bring it up to, what, six wins? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. But luckily for them, or luckily for Todd Bowles, That's not going to mean their job. They're going to give Todd Bowles a third season to see what he does, to see if he can be the motivator of men like he's supposed to be. And get, this, and get these Jets into a winning position. If you're already looking at the mock draft, like I have already looked at the mock draft, the Jets are slated to pick up a quarterback by this time of the season. It's a quarterback that they have, that they already, um, in the scouting report, they're talking about, they're kind of iffy. His rookie season, he did really okay. He was making all the plays, he was making all the passes, great percentage, great runs, um, great touchdown for interception ratio, um, great red zone um, percentage. But then in the second season, all of his numbers started, started to fall off a little bit. And that could have simply be because teams will now have film on him to, to be able to prepare for him a little bit better being able to take away things that they saw that he was really comfortable doing last year that could just be it but hey who knows they're talking about the number six pick the jets utilizing that to pick up a quarterback the last time they did that we already know what happened they took on mr lone wolf himself, <laughs> the dirty sanchez mark sanchez yeah i know that's a dirty name that you guys don't want to hear but it is what it is And as we already told you, Dallas lost to Pittsburgh thirteen to twenty-seven. Dallas basically rested all their players as they realized that they were going to have home home field advantage all the way through to the NFC Championship. So no need to play anybody there. And Houston lost to Tennessee seventeen to twenty-four, but luckily, and I mean super duper freaking luckily for Houston, that. It didn't matter. They they were gonna get the spot they got because they are the division champs. Their loss did not mean anything. Which hey, it could work in their favor because the way everything falls out now, right? And we're gonna get into them really soon. Because it's the first game that's also gonna be on. Right. The way the way that this happens now is that in the NFC, we have Dallas and Atlanta. Right, that has that is going to have the first round bye. and I told you this thing was all all miscue because remember last week, this was Detroit a couple of weeks ago. You said Seattle was in there at some point? Like, this thing has flip flopped so many times of who was going to have that first round bye. so it so now it ends up being Dallas at 13 and 3. All right. Atlanta with 11 11-5 record, they're going to have their lot. And in the AFC, it's going to be the 14-2 and two New England Patriots. And we'll come back to that. We'll stick to the NFC for right now. I know that. You see what happened there? Hold on to that. So in the NFC, we're going to have Dallas and Atlanta first round by, Right? Coming in number three was Seattle with a 10 and 5 and one record. Number four C was Green Bay with a 10 and six record. New York, New York Giants came in number five with a 11 and five record, and Detroit fell to number six with a 9 and seven record. In the, in the NFC, in the, or I should say in the AFC, right? It ended up being New England Patriots 14 and two, along with Kansas City. Yes, Kansas City Chiefs 12 and four. The same Kansas City Chiefs that I picked to win last year. But then I picked to the go there last year. Like, like, I was so disappointed in him last year. But I have faith. I'm telling you, man. Andy Reid. There's something about these Andy Reid teams, uh, that make so many playoffs. So just can't. I want Andy Reid to get a ring so bad at this point in time. It's not even funny. Like, I think that he needs this ring to help solidify his, his legacy. Pittsburgh comes in at third at 11-5. Uh, Houston is, is in their fourth seed, nine and seven. Oakland is twelve and four. Uh, Oakland is fifth seed with twelve and four record, and Miami is a sixth seed with a 10 and six record. Now, as we as we gave you a quick synopsis of this whole entire thing, right? That's the things I love and things that I don't love. It's like I said, like first games we're gonna get these or the Saturday games where we're gonna have Oakland versus Houston, like right? that's going on right now as we speak. As we're gonna try to take a quick peek at the score, and it's still twenty to seven. They've officially come back from halftime. And, Mister Toma, it's half it's, and they're about to kick the ball off. I apologize, they have kicked the ball off. And, let me just go ahead and say it now. I, I, I did pick Houston to win this game. Oh, I do have Houston later to win this game. And based off of the simple fact that Oakland doesn't have a quarterback, and their lack of a quarterback... their lack of a quarterback in, in this instant is really a detriment to their team. It's a huge detriment to their team. Because, and, and listen, and, and, and let's, and let's put it this way. It's not like Houston has the best quarterback in the world. It's, that's, not, that's not the case at all. It's the fact that like Houston has a really great defense. And that's what actually sold me. Right, Even with J.J. Waddell, J- Javani and Clowney is finally showing up as... The reason why he was the first overall number one pick of the draft a couple of years ago, he has 100% picked up where J.J. Watt has left off, and I'm going to be one, and I and I, and I one, I'm going to be very interested to see what happens when those two come together, right? So, Houston is not scary, but neither is Oakland with no car. and it's one thing that we've heard as a consistent all year long, that if it wasn't for Derek Carr, Oakland would not be a winning. Team because that defense for Oakland sucks If it wasn't for the fact that Derek Carr can sling that ball And put up numbers and eat up yards Oakland would not be sitting there right now with a 12-4 and record Probably sitting with a 13-3 and record if, you, if they don't lose Carr, if not better than that They lost two games since he's been out We've seen how they look and that and that alone, based off of Houston's defense and being able to get over, get after the quarterback, because now Oakland doesn't have any... I see Houston t- running away with this game, and guess what? Houston has. We, my friends, are going to go into another commercial break. When we come back, we finish talking about the wild card, or, uh, the wild card edition of the NFL. We are going to shift gears and... You know, we'll, we'll talk some fantasy football, we'll talk some NBA, amongst other things. We'll be, that and more when we come back from the Mighty Sports Podcast. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then... Head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStation's, game cubes and xboxes in between even family owned and operated for over 10 years just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th avenue in the message registry plaza that's conveniently located at 830 northwest 183rd street miami-dornis florida 33169 believe it or not just five minutes from sunlight stadium 790 the ticket and oh no let's not forget tootsie's adult entertainment center multivest games where you save more so you can play more We are back for the Mighty Sports Podcast, and as we see this, Oakland takes snap and they get sacked again, and this time it is by Miracules. Yeah, this this Houston defense is eating up this Oakland offensive line. Who? Let's not forget, who's also missing their center, and if I'm not mistaken, <coughs> excuse me, they're also missing their left tackle. Yeah, I don't see Oakland coming back in this game because they just don't have what it takes at this point in time. And what it takes is Derek Carr. And if anybody would have ever have told you when they were drafting Derek Carr that Derek Carr, your team's gonna go 12 and 4, and you're gonna be the reason that they lose because you're not gonna be that franchise staple of a quarterback that is there. See what a franchise quarterback that is there to. Lead them down the field and take them to another, to what's con- what should be considered a reasonable, lengthy championship run. They're not going to get that this season. Which, hopefully, for Derek Carr, what that means is that you get paid at the end of this season. Is this contract up? He should be coming into contract negotiations. And that should be some cachet for him. Now, the other game that's slated for today is Detroit versus Seattle. And Detroit versus Seattle It's, it's, like I said before, it's one of those games where where I really don't know which way to go. They're both kind of sub- suffering from similar issues. Seattle, I mean... Mostly's been injured all season. Right? But that hasn't really stopped them. It slowed them down some. Where you can see that they've had a lot more closer games than they should have. Earl Thomas being out hasn't stopped them. But you can see that they're having a lot more closer games than they should. <laughs> you understand what, what, what's going on is that Seattle. I mean. <clears throat> We we can't take away from the fact that Seattle has been in two Super Bowls, in three NFC Championship uh, of was it four NFC Championship games? Some ridiculous number like this. So yeah, and we're talking about under Russell Wilson, under under the co under the current coach. Ah, what's this coach's name? But I'm, I'm the, there's so many you know. still with the same Jimmy Graham like, like, so I'm you know, basically saying that they, they still have the experience they still have the poise the professionalism to say that hey we, like, there's enough of them say hey that we know what to do and how to turn this up Matthew Stafford in Detroit hasn't been in this position often and every time they've been in this position they have, they have faltered badly horrifically there's not a lot of confidence there, either. Their, de- their defense isn't anything to sneeze at. They don't impress me for any reason whatsoever. And to be honest with you, like I said, while Seattle may have some defensive issues, I don't see them having defensive issues against Detroit. Why do Detroit has to come to Seattle? So, we're we'll doing all these picks right now for you guys on the fly. So, basically... I, I, am, I am convincing myself of which way I need to go on either one of these teams and I am going to go with the home team in Seattle on this one. Detroit, Detroit with Matthew Stafford and his pinky injury, whatever it is in his hand injury that has him slightly off, Seattle is still a team and we're still talking about the playoffs here. So, Russell Wilson isn't going to be slightly off and who's ever taken over the place of Earl Thomas isn't going to be slightly off. He's going to play as best as he can play. He's just not going to be what Earl Thomas is. But that means that Richard Sherman is still going to be what Richard Sherman is, and more, and all those other guys are still what they are going to be what they are normally, and more, like Bennett. So now I wonder, can if I think that <clears throat> Seattle is going to be on pace, just missing a guy, but I think that's Detroit. Even fully staffed i don 't think the Detroit would be able to beat them, but Detroit with a quarterback that's slightly off beat that has that split second of hesitation more than he generally would or may or does, and again that speeds up even more i 'm not sure he can keep up in this pace i have I have Detroit losing to Seattle, and that takes us for today 's games All right, which is good which are on at you know started at four and eight. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's games. Still the one and four. Go back to the regular schedule. One and four. First up, Miami versus Pittsburgh. And Miami is one of those teams, like we said, that is also having quarterback issues coming into the playoffs. Tannehill has a broken whatever, and he has a broken Tannehill ego. And <clears throat> excuse me, he is not. He's not gonna be able to play this, this playoff game. Now the back, Now the crazy thing about Miami this year is that Miami has a really good defense. Like they, their they defense between Cameron Wake and and Dominique and, and there's another guy there. They those well, those two guys are, are causing havoc on a, on a on a regular basis. Basically, what you're expecting something like Nadanian Clowney and Javanian Clowney and 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 JJ Watt to do. But, and also, Miami has one of the best wide receivers in the game. But more than anything, they have one of the best running backs in the game. So, the way I look at it is that if this is a regular season game, if this is a regular game, and you're talking about bringing in whatever quarterback they're bringing in, more. I think it is, Matt Moore? I'm not sure, but you know, but whatever quarterback they're bringing in, that they could generally be protected by having a good defense as long as he doesn't make any turnover. By having a good defense and a good running game. Now, fortunately for them, that this isn't a regular game. This is a playoff game, and who they happen to be going up against is, not for nothing, a better version of Miami. This is giving Miami a huge compliment. A compliment that you would not generally hear me give Miami, only because I am doing this podcast. So, if you think that outside of this podcast, I would ever give them this kind of credit, then smoke weed every day. I'm just saying, it's not happening. Pittsburgh basically has a better version of Miami right now. Outside, without the defense, to be honest with you, without the defense, to be, to be honest with you, that defense of Pittsburgh doesn't scare anybody. But that offense of theirs, Ben Roethlisberger, Bell, And Brown. Be right back. Bell, Roethlisberger, and Brown. Antonio Benjamin. And I can't remember what Bella's first name is, to be honest with you. I know it has some kind of hyphen in it or some shit like that. <clears throat> I I don't, I don't give Miami a chance, to be honest with you. I, I don't see their rookie cornerback being able to... Who's their best cornerback, by the way? To being able to hold Brown down all for this game. But not only that, I don't see them having anybody that can really hold down Bell... I don't know does that like an L and a V in there? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I have Pittsburgh taking this game. I don't give Miami a chance. I don't give Miami one chance whatsoever. And basically, yeah, I don't give a chance. I said I can't do it. I have the Giants beaten. Green Bay. I was supposed to get that out so fast. I, cause you know what? You know what's going on here. Let's let's, call, let's just call it what it is. Like, we have basically what what is considered Captain Cold versus Heat Wave. For all my Flash people out there, <laughs> like that's what this is. You have two guys that that are basically technically should eliminate or zero out the other. We have the New York Giants that I told you that every single single team should be scared of. Because you're talking about an Eli Manning that has a good defense. It has dynamic running back. I mean wide receiver. And we're talking about three deep at wide receiver now. With Victor Cruz coming back. But we're also talking about like playmaking ability in the backfield. At cornerback and safety position. The ability to get to the quarterback on the line, on that D line. This is a Giants team that scares people, and we're also talking about a a guy in Eli Manning that never cracks under pressure. Never cracks under pressure. Or well, if he does, you never see it on his face. He always has the most cool and calm, collective expression on his face. Like he's always. ready for adversary, or for whatever, whatever you may throw his way. And on the other hand, we have the hothead, we have the mister, we gonna run the table, we got the guy that ran the table, (laughs) we have the people that is deemed the best quarterback in the world, we got what some people call him a bad man. That's what I said. Like, everybody just is hot right now. Six straight? Woo! State Farm commercials with his house on fire? Woo! Turn you. Captain Cole versus Heat Wave. And I have the Giants taking that one. Which basically puts them in a position to take our last break. So listen, I know I know this came on you suddenly. You didn't know what to do. Like this break this came out of nowhere. But but listen. Let's let's get this. Let's get one thing straight. Cause we know how this works, right? I need you guys to stop worrying and stop thinking. Listen. If you're stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again, well stop worrying, stop thinking. Head down to Capone's Nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in a loud room. So you can start dancing and start drinking. If you're one of those people that you kinda shop, then you flip it around. Start drinking so you can start dancing. We make sure whatever you do, you do with DJ Scepter. That's every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4am. Ladies, you bring your sexy. Fellows you bring your swag. Uh, it's going out of Capone's. Listen, but wait. Whoa, 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 wait. There's more. If you're trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday, you can find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's. That's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's O'Malley's so on 441 right between Royal Palm Boulevard and Coconut Creek Highway. Or Coconut Creek. I don't know if it's Coconut Creek Highway. Hey! <laughs> Listen, DJ Scepter who's playing everywhere that you want to be. He's going to do the Super Bowl at Sharky's. All right? So that's birthdays. Weddings, bar mitzvahs, Super Bowls, Kitty Bachelor, Bachelorette parties. We're talking about Mardi Gras, Cinco de Mayo. Like you want it, he got it. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, it's real simple. Go to bookings at djscepter.com. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. And as you heard, or if you haven't heard, I'm still here host, telling T. Taylor, tears for trouble. <laughs> it just like that sometimes. And as we just finished wrapping up, what's going to be, be the wild card, I guess we can make got Super Bowl picks. And I, I got, guys, I kind of already told you, Like, I, I want Kansas City in there. I want to see Kansas City. Take on Seattle. I'd even like to see Kansas City take on Dallas. Who I don't want to see there is New England again. And yes, that is one hundred percent because of my hatred for Tom Brady, New England pages and everything they ever live stand for or ever die for. I'm just saying. Go Jets. And while we are talking about results, right? I'm not talking about results because obviously the lowest seed team is going to, is going to be whoever takes on New England. And since we already figured out Miami isn't going to lose their game and so is Oakland, that means New England's is going to take on Houston. While Kansas City is going to take on Pittsburgh. And in the NFC it's going to be tough. Kansas City and Pittsburgh. So what comes out of that, I have to beat New England. Let's just put it that way. And then, on the other hand, we have Detroit losing their first round to Seattle. That eliminates them, taking on Dallas in the first round. So what happens in the first round, as Dallas comes off of their bye, which is going to be very risky, they see the 11-5 and five New York Giants. And I'm, going to, and I'm sorry... I'm also gonna say this right now: New York Giants in Kansas City in the, in, the, in, the, in the Super Bowl, and if that's so, sorry, Andy Reid, Eli Manning wins his third ring, which is, I'm really gonna to hate to hear because I'm gonna hate these Giants fans talking all that shit with mean, fucking with this guy Odell Beckham Jr. All right, that's this is gonna really annoy me. But I'm calling that, I'm calling that one all day, and Seattle will go on to take on Atlanta. And most likely beat Atlanta. And then that's going to be Seattle versus whoever comes out of Dallas and Green Bay. And... I mean, Dallas and the Giants. And why I like Seattle probably to beat Dallas? I don't like them to beat the Giants. And there you have it. You can take whatever you need to take from there on out. Because basically those are the answers of whoever my Super Bowl pick was. And just like how we're giving (laughs) off... That it's like how we're giving out our predictions right now. Like, listen, something else has also finalized, but we can also make sure that we give out something that you know that we like. something that we like to give out. It is, it is, it is, it is. It's something warm. It's something bubbly. It's something yellow. You know, it's it, You know, you like to get it in your mouth sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you don't. Sometimes, you you just like to like get it all over the place and and, and just go on willy nilly. And sometimes you won't. Depending on the occasion. But everybody, and I mean everybody at some point in time, needs a. In the club, baby hour, baby hour. So, as we have some championships to hand out, some championship recognitions to hand out. In my league's championship round, Team Pre-TAC, basically a friend of mine named Crystal's team, and Team Mighty Hokage, the myth, MYTH, you know, yeah, fell. Which is my team. Yes, that was my team. I fell to the Team PreTech, 194 to 227. And I looked it over, I had a chance to make this closer. To be honest with you, uh, I had Malcolm on my bench to give me eight points versus the one point that Jeffrey gave me. Which only would have made a seven-point difference, right? And also, I had, I had, um, crap, crap, crap. That Alphon Morris. Alphon Morris. I had the wrong running back. Not, not blue, but the running back from Tampa Bay that I should have had in. Rodgers. I, I didn't get a chance to put Rodgers. I, I left him on the bench or something like that, and he put up 22 points in me. That's 29 points. And as you can see, there's way more than a 29-point difference between me and the person that beat me. So there's nothing I could have done. My team played well. I had the right people on my bench. Like even my last-second acquisitions, because I was chasing a couple of runners, to see who's gonna put up numbers for a week seventeen, se- week seventeen season. That is a is a week that you definitely have to strategize. 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 You have to plan for. Pointing at that word, I guess that word is a tongue twister for me. Strategize. So I had the right players. I picked up. I picked up a lot of good last second acquisitions to fill out my roster. In a way that would, in, gen- in most cases, would have been productive for me. But I wasn't able to. And that means that Team pre as held by Crystal pre is the championship. And, listen, she, she deserves it. She's been in our league now for the third season. And she's gotten a little bit closer every single time. Even though she's been fortunate enough to have her teams auto drafted for her, like you understand, like I give all the asterisks in my league. Like we got a, we got a two-time champion in Fluffy, and we have an asterisks because his name because he was taking performing hands at drugs. Yeah, he was getting he was getting trading tips from somebody else that 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 he believes to be better than him in fantasy football, and now he wasn't getting any tips from him, and we see that way. I left him, Crystal. Hey, she's either had her dad or had. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just saying they have asterisks. You know, but she she had to, she had an auto-draft the team. So, we go see how that falls to the wayside next year. But, in the first ever Mighty Heroines League, Team Lady and the Gronk beat the number one seed powerhouse, N, B, K, C, J. A close one. Looks kind of like a my game would have looked. Basically, if I were to put in the right people, still the loss is a little closer one ninety nine to ninety to one ninety two and for the first time, we have a <laughs> so like but well, let me read this one so so congratulations to I believe her name is Milana or something like that. I'm not quite sure, but I know she's the wife of Roger so fresh and so clean who played in our fantasy football league last year. And I'll be kicking out my brother this this year to bring him back in because my brother doesn't focus enough. So he's not he never he never he never really focuses on his team, like and and it shows. Like unfortunately, he still like unfortunately, enough, he still doesn't come in like last place. But you can see that he does he doesn't have the time to focus. So I may I may not send him the invite this year. We're gonna see. I may go up to twelve this year. We're gonna see too. And for the first time. We have a first to worst award for the 32nd assassin. All right? Darnell tell, Yes, the champion from last year came in last this year. And this year, we have, just like we had a special little trophy made for him last year, guess what? We have a trophy made for him again this year. To make sure everybody knows, and he is solidified as somebody that goes from first to worst. Wow! Like I, I need a donkey or something, you know, <laughs> for, for this because like that—that's that, incredible work. Like that's not something that that you you just can do normally. No, most people just don't go from first to worst, right? <laughs> Excuse me. And, listen, not only, since, we are, since we're over here talking about from first to worst, right? Since we're all over here talking about first to worst. Let's also take this time. Right? Let's be recognized. I ah. Mean, I don't know if I want to talk on this ultimate loser yet. yet right? Because I want, to, I want to make sure I get to this last portion of the show before we run too much out of time. So bear with me as the speed may pick a little bit. I'm, like, I'm going to ride this beat for a little bit. Give me a second. So since we're handing out fantasy football awards, how about a few real awards? Or at least some real, some lifetime achievement awards. Or recognitions that are being handed out. So basically what I'm getting at is that the NFL has announced their candidates... For the 2017 Hall of Fame. And on that list. We have safety Brian Dawkins. We have former Jet Jason Taylor. Alright. Um, former defensive end and former. Uh, <laughs> former Jet defensive end Jason Taylor. Former Jet def- um, running back Madanian Thomason. Former New York Giant quarterback Kurt Warner. Running back Terrell Davis. Wide receiver Isaac Bruce. Wide receiver Terrell Owens. Corner, um, former Jets cornerback Ty Lawson, and that's just to name a few. Yes, folks, and also, 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 the MVP race is in full effect. And and you know what, the MVP race always makes me wonder because who do you go for? Do you go for Matt Ryan that was able to get his team the first round by? Who's basically right now sitting as the most yards in the. Like pass, most passing yards for the season, we're like, no, I'm sorry, I wasn't I, wasn't, I wasn't. I was Aaron Rodgers. You know, do you want to go with Killer Tom Brady, who basically came in after four games and uh, after four games and took his team down the run and, and for the first place and into a first round, by onto on their way to another 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 Super Bowl apparent parents maybe? Do we take Rodgers, the guy that's a bad man and has been on this hot streak, or? Is it going to be, you know me, you know me. I still believe that it should be Dallas's O-line. I still believe it should be Dallas's O-line that gets the MVP. Listen, it's supposed to be a team sport. I want to see them recognized as a team. But I can't. So I ask myself again, is it the best record? Is it the best record that rookies have ever put up ever? Is it the most yards or is it the table runner? Who gets that MVP vote? Some part of me says that they're not going to give it to Ezekiel Elliott and they're not going to give it to they're not going to give it to to the quarterback there either because that's not doing enough per se. The yards don't add up as, as a as a as a as a as a quarterback, what what it kind of does as a running back. So that's going to be interesting see. Like I said, Ryan has had the most yards. Aaron Rodgers ran the table for some odd reason. And then like I said, we can't add. Derek Condon boys in there because unfortunately for them, they just, he's injured. And for the fact that he lost some games at the end and he can't be in it, the same reason that I say Tom Brady isn't going to get in there. So we're looking at Ryan and Rodgers. And what is it going to be? Is it who put up who was consistent all season or who struck that match at the end of the season? Unfortunately, I I think Matt Ryan may get this one. Only one that's been there all sixteen games. His yardage don't don't lie, his team's position doesn't lie. His numbers don't lie. His yards, his touchdowns, his interceptions. Those things don't lie. Matt Matty Ice has been phenomenal this season. And through the whole entire time until let's say they possibly face Dallas. They they get to play at home in their dome. It's gonna, be interesting to see. it's gonna be interesting to see. I have Matt Ryan as my MVP. So as we go from recognizing a group of winners, we have one big unfortunate loser that we also have to recognize in round around and Hannah Rousey, it's unfortunate because as, as I told you last week, if you could hear the podcast, which is horrific, that she was losing that uh, it was more than just her trying to go back for a belt. Like she was trying to return for a belt, she was trying to return her nerves, she was trying to return her name, she was trying to get back her spot, she was trying to get back her confidence, she was trying to get back her swag. It wasn't just her belt. This wasn't this wasn't Ronda Rousey coming back for her belt. This was Ronda Rousey coming back for her legacy. This was Ronda Rousey coming back for her life. And if you guys forget, she said she was suicidal after that first loss. And then she comes and she fights somebody. We won, and we kind of said it to fight somebody that. Has as good as hands as the person that you lost to, originally. You didn't have what was, was was odd to come into, especially when, everybody everybody kind of says it, like she should have had a buffer fight. It's been two years since she hopped in the ring, Jake. Like, this is like like talk about ring rust. Wow, like like you understand? Like I I part of me really hopes that she comes back, because I'm, I'm hoping that. See that first loss that wasn't humbling to her. This second loss, this one should be humbling. This one should really be humbling. Because she came back really expecting to be at that same level that she was at before she got knocked out. And we're talking about you had a kid. Yeah, you weren't training. You were like, 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 it's basically like having an injury. Like you had you had downtime where you just basically weren't constantly using some muscles. And not being in that ring, especially since the last time like you got Knocked out the way that you did, where it made you suicidal. You probably should have had a had a buffer match in between them, but unfortunately, she didn't. And she gets embarrassed again, and she is now going to get robbed of a legacy that could have been something spectacular. Listen, still, a, still one of the longest, you know, reigning female champs ever, and what she did for the sport and everything else. But these two losses, man, like, listen. I don't think that the losses that Tyson took were this detrimental when he took them. But these two, yeah, these may rob her of something that could have been great. Just like the NBA Giannis clutch shot that he made. Yeah, Giannis after the Kumpa is going to be something great at one point in time. Could you see this? Balling, game on the line, Against the Knicks. Nine seconds to go. Giannis Tacumpo Gets the ball. And he backs down his defender. For nine seconds. Before taking. A clutch fadeaway shot. From the top. From the free throw line. To make a game winning basket. Now in case you missed. The key point in that. He backed him down. For nine seconds that should have been a turnover that should have been Knicks ball but you know what they say calm a bitch and so were the basket so would sports guys and they 100% made up for it the Knicks looked putrid horrific horrible three quarters, because they were playing a home-and-home against Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Until the fourth quarter, and overtime comes around. After losing Porzingis, after losing Joaquin Noah, the Knicks find a way to come back from a 14-point deficit and win by what I believe to be was double-digit points. So the Knicks finally get off of their losing streak. And they come out with a win. In a game where they really, really, really... We really needed to <laughs> come off of a win, and it was good to come off of a win in a game where you kind of felt like you were robbed the game before, right? Yeah, you felt that you were robbed. You've been on a you've been on about a five game losing streak already, or a four or five game losing streak already. Playing game, came, playing the game that you were robbed, you you were trailing the whole entire game. You lose two of your starters, and you're down by 14 in the fourth quarter, and they still managed to come away with a five point victory 116 to 111, New York. That's what I'm happy for. That shows that they're still fighting them. That still shows that there's still hope, as the Knicks now are like about four or five games below 500. So, folks, thank you. That's my time. There's no more to see here. As 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 a great cartoonist or well, a great cartoon character probably would have said, I'm not going to use it because I don't know how much trouble I'll get into. But yeah, that's his finish. Thank you, thank you for listening. As I always say, thank you for listening. Stay blessed and don't stress. I am your host, Talent T Taylor. The tea is for tomorrow. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. You have listened here on Mix Your Law. You can still catch us on Twitter, on Facebook, not on Instagram, and occasionally on Snapchat. I'm still working on that one. But always live every Wednesday until further notice. <laughs> on Mix Your Law sorry boys all the stitches in the world can't sew me together again lay down lay down always knew I'd make a stop there but a lot later than a whole gang of people thought last call for drinks bars closing down sun's out where we going for breakfast don't want to go far. Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. Sorry, boys. on the it. My teeth!